can't wait to talk about this the, the, the remake of it. I'm <laughs> yeah, so, he watched the remake, so I want to I watched hear it about earlier it. today, and I'm oh, so did. mad at that movie. <laughs> another edition of horrifying my friends this is me travis horror host trav uh joining <laughs> us as always is producer kate hello hello and uh the special guest this week is andrew ball hello <laughs> <laughs> so you were one of the people that i knew i had to have on I, I, this goes way back to fat talk so andrew used to listen to fat talk uh, with me Hodge, <laughs> and mike bertram the the short-lived fat talk but um you were if i were to put together a like, just to share a memory. So, I <laughs> met you, like, a long time ago, and I actually brought this up on Facebook the other day. And I didn't even know if you remembered or not, but we had Paul Porter's uh, public speaking class uh, together, uh, Com 101. <laughs> and uh, he got up, and his film was Pulp Fiction. And he <laughs> talked about how, like, uh, Tarantino had influenced him and stuff like that. And um, if I were to construct a Mount Rushmore of building Trav the film goer, Trav the film lover, I think Andrew would have to be on that because he got up and talked about Pulp Fiction and what it meant to him. And I was like, I got to go rent Pulp Fiction from the library. And I went and rented it. <laughs> yeah. You you hadn't seen it. No, I have se- okay. I had seen it. Yeah. Sorry, you hadn't seen it. I had seen okay. it. So like, but I wasn't like huge into Tarantino. Like I had seen Reservoir Dogs and like, you know, the stuff like that, but. I don't think up. I think I had seen Reservoir Dogs and Kill Bill up to that point in Pulp Fiction, but I hadn't seen the Jackie Brown or you know anything like that or True Romance or. But yeah, so that's like my memory of you, man. Like, and <laughs> you kind of inspired me to get back into film. That's very heartwarming, man. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I love to hear that. Yeah, that's that's my main memory of where I remember meeting you in that Com 101 with mm-hmm. fellow legendary fat guy Paul Porter, man. Oh I'm, yeah. <laughs> Miss yeah. that guy. He was one of my favorite professors at Marion. He was a sweet dude, man. Ben Davis alum, Paul Porter. Did you ever meet Paul Porter? No. See, he worked... Uh, Rose had met him because he was a big debate person, mm-hmm. like at Ben Davis. So he knew Rose and stuff. Um, but yeah, you were responsible for me getting into Tarantino, which got me into old westerns, which got me into old martial arts movies. Like, It just all like spiraled from there. And then forever, Pulp Fiction was like my favorite movie Like after that. But yeah, I knew you had to be on, man, for sure. I, I appreciate it. I'm again. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You were the jock in the class." <laughs> so the movie that this was actually your idea, and I was like, "That's a good idea," which was to um, pick the 2007 film Inside, uh, directed by, and I'm going to butcher these names: Alejandro Bastillo and Julian Mari. Um, You'll probably say those J's. It's French. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's Julian? true. Julian. Julian. I, okay, Julian. so you would. For Julian. The, Julian. 
I took French in high school. I was always kind of a B student in French. So I'm, I, I know basic vocabulary and remember nothing of the grammar. So it's, it's all gone out of my anyway, head. Anyway, this is a French film. There you go. Um, starring, I, I thought, notable Alison Paradis as Sarah mm-hmm. and Beatrice Dali as La Femme. La Femme, I should say. Yeah, she was badass. Loved her. She she was fucking creepy in this movie, man. Um, Synopsis. Four months after the death of her husband, a woman on the brink of motherhood is tormented in her home by a strange woman who wants her unborn baby. So, this movie, there's not a ton of notes, but I do have several points. Um, It's from the French New Wave, uh, or New French Extremity Movement. Um, When I was asking you what kind of films you know, you were kind of wanting to get into or should have you on as a pod. You requested this or Martyrs. I was like, I hadn't seen, like, um, I'll get to it. So basically where the French extremity movement comes from is that critics found a way to label something just like they did with the the Splat Pack, Splat Pack's Eli Roth, Rob Zombie, you know, all those fantastic filmmakers. (laughs) And uh, torture porn is like the other big of this time. I was wondering what this genre was. Right, so this is uh, the new French extremity movement. Uh, this is like brutal films coming out of France during this time, uh, including High Tension or Hot Tension, which I should really love, uh, Martyrs and Frontiers. Have you seen um, High Tension? Nope. So you had watched it to prepare for this movie. One of the things that I remember about that movie, because I, I watched it like, um, this was like during my, and this was another note. So one of the ways that I found inside was, this was the brutal Trav period that I, <laughs> I, I had the I had the shaved goatee like down to here and I was into like, all these like uh, like hostile and you know like inside martyrs, uh, Eli Roth stuff. Uh, I remember I had black sheep like over on the table. It's about sheep like eating people. And Jess was like, "What's wrong with him?" Because like, at that point she didn't know me that like that. I've never seen that, but I just know of it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the way I found this is I think I bought it at Best Buy or or something like that, and I watched it real late at night. It was just like, holy shit, that was fucking brutal. That's why I named Brutal Trav after that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, oh, I brought up High Tension. So, Bub actually introduced me to that. Bub is Donnie, his brother. He says Bub. (laughs) So, does that ending make sense? Because I don't remember... I feel like they alluded. Do we want to spoil the twi- the movie and the twist for? I mean, I think our, so. Our it's, it's is it horror? Yeah. High tension. Will we ever cover it? I think it would make Katie pissed off. You want to get me geared it, up? It, it is. It is so graphically violent. And okay, yeah. here let's just do a spoiler alert. Anybody who has not seen High Tension, right? You know, we're about to spoil something. So, like, skip yeah, ahead. Skip like ahead like thirty seconds or a minute. Yeah. The plot of High Tension is this lady goes with her friends and her family like off to this, like uh, I think it's set in like, Australia, right, or something? And I think they're college students because I, I believe that the yeah. – because I watched this actually earlier today. And they mention, I think, planning out studying for – I think they're talking about studying for exams. Uh-huh. And she's meeting with her friend's family for the first time. And the twist of the movie, they allude to it at the beginning uh-huh. because she's talking to her friend about this guy she's trying to date. Like, she's very, like, super inquisitive about it. 
And then pretty soon after getting to her folks' house and meeting up with everyone, everyone goes to bed. She spies her friend in the bathroom showering. Uh-huh. And it's alluded to that she has feelings for her friend. She masturbates. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what he says, alluding to. Okay. <laughs> alluding to. <laughs> trying, to be, trying to keep it clean here. <laughs> and the twist of the... Here, you can... You, your turn. So the... the <laughs> So the, during the movie, like they're running from this killer, like this this like truck driver, right? And then at the end, they kind of explain that the truck driver is her, but <laughs> I don't remember it <laughs> making <laughs> sense because he he kills everyone systematically. Uh-huh. He gets away with her friend. She catches up with them and kills the guy, and goes to untie her friend. And her friend's kind of shying away from her, acting super like terrified of her. Uh-huh. And then that's where. It's just, you start to see, like, you're the one that slaughtered my family. I'm going to kill you. And then you start to see clips of, it kind of does a weird flashing, like, the guy, but he turns into the main yeah. character. Yeah. Find out that she's nuts and obsessed with her friend and wants her all to herself. Right. So she's probably 140 okay. pounds and the killer was, like, a big, hefty, like, truck driver guy. Yeah, just and... taking out. Well, there's some similarities with this. Yeah, for, for he, sure. could, he could have played Michael Myers in a Rob Zombie movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was seven foot, like 300 pounds. But anyway, so that digression, like it, it's very like Lucio Fulci, like kind of Dario Argento, like uh, not in the style, but in the like, does it make sense? Does not it? really, yeah. but it's style, like okay. uh, kind of stuff. So this was released under the Dimension Extreme label, which I brought a few out. And uh, I thought this was notable because, like I said, I got into these all, they were all out of at Best Buy. And I was like, as a developing horror fan, I was like, give me that, give me that, give me that. Like, if it's brutal, I fucking want it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dimension Extreme. Um, some of the notable films in this line were Feast, which Feast is actually, like, very fun if you haven't seen that. Eden Lake, Diary of the Dead, Rogue, which was, like, a giant crocodile movie that's really good. Uh, Black Sheep, which I mentioned earlier about you know, sheep that eat people and shit in New Zealand <laughs> and uh storm warning, I believe directed by the director of urban legend. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, like I touched on earlier, this came out during an important time for me when I was discovering kind of my love for like genre movies. And we saw planet terror in the theaters and like all this other shit went along with building me as the genre fan. Yeah. That's like the majority of the notes that I have on it. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to some, like, fun facts here and there. I did a... For sure. After watching this, okay. I'll just get into my first impression. Sorry to, to no, jump in sure. front of our guest here, our esteemed guest. But I won't say much about my first impression other than I feel um, duped <laughs> and very caught off guard by this movie. I feel like I was given no information about what I was about to watch. <laughs> and you know I do not do research. I say this at almost every episode. And so I came into this movie so blindsided by what I ended up watching. But I I will say I did not hate it. Like I think a lot of people might think because, you know, I have a toddler and I've recently been pregnant and uh, with my first kid and all this that this would like really like fuck with me, but it honestly didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll explain a little bit more about that later, but I'm really interested to know uh, Andrew like your First impressions of this film, and Travis's too. I, I really liked it. Um, I kind of knew what it, knew what to expect with coming from this French extremity kind of move, film movement from France, mm-hmm. and knowing how graphic these movies can be. Having seen High Tension, which I 
I maintain is a lot more graphic than this. Yeah, it, I think so too. High Tension is yeah. one of the most graphic movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I was talking to Travis about this before, and the themes of this movie, because I think you kind of get the impression that, and I think the motherhood stuff, that is a very big part of it. My big takeaway from it, just trying to think about what the movie is about, another theme just of home invasion type things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking about how that's almost like a, just a deep seated, like elemental fear of ours mm -hmm. that you think of that. Um, I forget. Is it Maslow? The hierarchy of needs, the things yep. that we need the most are mm -hmm. a safe space that we know we can rest mm -hmm. and have our privacy. And that it's almost like a social contract with other people who we know that are not just other people who we know, but just other people around us that this is our space. You don't come here. Mm -hmm. It's, I need to have this and that that's why when someone comes into your space it's just something almost fundamentally wrong about it and that's what i think is like most unsettling about the movie for me dude that's okay <laughs> no that's a good point for sure that, yeah that is a really good point i think i would agree with you on like what actually scared me in this in this film mm -hmm. and it was not all the blood and gore and this is like for anyone who hasn't watched it who's listening one of the bloodiest movies I have ever seen, mm -hmm. um, if not the most to date. I would say it's actually the most bloody movie I've ever seen to really? date. It's, yeah. it's out there. Um, yeah, it and not like honestly, not a lot of that really bothered me. There were some very visceral scenes where I could almost like feel it when they, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. We'll but, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about those. But um, I will say, like the the scariest scene to me, and I was I had to make Brian watch it twice because he wasn't paying close enough attention the scariest scene to me was the scene so we'll get into it so this woman she's in her she's in her apartment she's pregnant her husband died in a car crash she survived um she's it's several months later and she is like gonna give birth or gonna induce labor the next morning basically that's what you've learned and she's in her apartment someone comes to the door and it's like a woman is talking to her through the door saying, hey, can I use your phone? Whatever. I'm scared about these riots that are happening outside, whatever. And she's just like, no. Who? Yeah, she basically is just like, no, it doesn't. The conversation doesn't go according to the woman on the other side of the door's plan. And so she basically is like, you find out that the woman knows her name and she's scaring the shit out of this, this pregnant woman. And so she calls the cops. Um, and before the cops can get there, this, this fucking crazy woman is like standing creepily smoking or something on the other side of a, uh, window or a glass door or something like that. Um, I got a little scream vibe from that, you know, like when the, the boyfriend's on the porch or whatever, the killer's on the other side. Um, but anyway, she's standing there and she punches the glass. It's all very creepy, but that, like, that's not what got me. What got me is so the cops come they don't they don't find the the creepy woman anywhere um and they're like listen lady and they're they're spread thin because of these riots right that mm -hmm. are going on it was actually weirdly topical i yeah. was going to say <laughs> how how prescient of us to choose this movie like over a month in advance when all of this is happening right, right now right um but anyway they're spread thin they're like okay lady she's not here we don't see her we've looked around we're going to lock you in your house uh and we'll come check on you later make sure everything's okay. And so stupidly, she's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and she like, is like sitting on the couch and falls asleep, kind of sitting up. And this is the scene. This is the scariest scene in this whole movie to me 
I like no gore, no blood whatsoever in this scene, but it's the scene where she's, she has fallen asleep and then she, uh, her cat kind of wakes her up and you see in the background, like a black figure and it's, so you can tell that it's, it's messing up the, the door. You don't see the mm-hmm. straight door frame, right? So there's clearly something in front of it. And, but all you, it's a close up of the woman wake, like sort of waking up, she's on the phone or whatever. And you see, and it pans back. And you see more and more of the background behind the the pregnant woman. And it's this, like, dark doorway. Mm-hmm. And you see La Femme. That's the character's name. She doesn't mm-hmm. have a name. You see her. It was her. that mm-hmm. She was the figure. And she sort of slowly creeps back <laughs> into the darkness. But you can still see her face. And it is so haunting. Like, this actress is really good at looking fucking oh, yeah. scary. Um, and you just barely see it in the dark. And I just thought that scene was like so well done. Like I just jumped the gun on my favorite scene. But anyway, that's what scared me more. And it's really about this home invasion and someone being in your space and you not knowing it. That's way more scary than um, a woman have, like wanting to steal a baby. It, sure. re- it reminded me of The Strangers. And the yeah. first time you see I've the guy with that. the bag on his head, you see Liv Tyler kind of in the foreground. And there's this giant kind of... It's like in the corner of the room that leads to the next room in the house. And you see the guy kind of come slightly forward. You see just the bare outline of him. But you see that he has like a bag, like a burlap sack on his head. He just kind mm-hmm. of sinks back into the background. Mm-hmm. It's, Those get me every time. <laughs> you've never seen The Strangers? No, I Holy fuck. And something that struck me, and again, this was I just two different. It, I made two connections to The Strangers. That was one. And then this as well. Is that you don't see, you're never shown how these people get into their house, mm-hmm. which you know that they've gotten in there somehow. It's You can put two and two together, a window, a door or something, but it leaves that up to the imagination, which a good horror does. I which think, is, yeah, which is creepy as fuck. Uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on was your uh, point about like an invasion of like our space and stuff. And I, when you said that, it got it got me back to like, cause have you guys ever had anything like broken into? And my you just, car, my right? Car, that was it. So like returning back to that space after you know that someone has been in that, you can almost feel that in the air, and it's mm-hmm. weird. Like someone's violated you, like mm-hmm. in that in your space, and it's like it's just that's such a cool idea, and I thank you for bringing that up, man. Like, but one of the things that I. I thought she did a really good job and like my favorite part of this too is kind of the low key stuff like at like you brought up where she would walk by like in the background like when those cops are like trying to put the bandage on um mm-hmm. on Sarah and she just like walks by in the hallway like that. Yeah, that's very uh like <laughs> Michael it's Myers such a classic it's such a classic move cuz like they did they do that in Rosemary's Baby too, yes. you know? Like I just I saw that scene and I was like, wow, yeah, that's so effective still. Like, you get, it's always effective, I think. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get my, like, initial, like, rewatching this mm-hmm. out of the way. And then I'll, uh, and then we'll open Let's up. talk about plot quickly after you're done. No, for sure. Um, so watching this again, I felt like some stuff did not hold up in our, like, kind of, like, uh, of the time. Like, I described it as, like, Zack Snyder-y. Like, or some of the, like effects on her face like what she was like cutting and smoking and then it would cut back and she's like then it would cut back again she's like <laughs> i thought we were going to talk about how bad all the cgi was on this oh movie. my god <laughs> we're gonna discuss that so that was my de- yeah that, that was actually the next thing i was gonna all right bring let's up. talk sorry, about it uh, the, uh, sorry so yeah the baby stuff looks like ridiculous yeah so 
there are a bunch of random scenes plopped in. So whenever the mom takes a hit, basically, they do they they cut to a, like a CGI of the fetus in the uter in her uterus, right? Like f- sloshing around. <laughs> Um, like having some kind of effect, you know, like, like showing that it's in distress. Sometimes a baby's like pushing up against her belly and shit. And I like, mean, babies Why? do that, but like, <laughs> here's what's wrong with all, all of that. Like the baby's not going to be upright. It's like, unless it's breech, which could be anyway. Um, I digress. I'm not going to get into the anatomy, but I thought that was so stupid to add in. And I, so I Googled that. Like I usually don't do research after I watch movies, but I was like, why did they put the C- these CGI fetuses in? It's so mm-hmm. so dumb to me. They admit that in the remake. There are no CGI babies in the remake. Really? Oh, well, thank God. I, maybe I'll watch the remake. But um, no, so like I was doing a little research and I found out that the producers, the direct against the director's wishes, right? Did you find this too, Travis? I, I the think producers I... put those scenes in. Okay. And so the directors didn't it. the director didn't know that they put them in until a first like a festival screening of it. And they were oh, like, What boy. the fuck? So it was too late to Producer take it Kate out. with the research. Um I yeah, because I was like, this is honestly like a really great movie for like the genre. I think like I haven't I have nothing else to compare it to other than maybe hostile, but for for this movie, like I actually mm-hmm. really really enjoyed it. It was relentless in a different way than The Conjuring is relentless. Like that's mm-hmm. like relentless tension and scares. Like whereas this is like relentless blood and gore. <laughs> for sure, um, and but, it kind of takes you yeah. out of it. Like that bad CGI. That's like why one of the reasons why I hate fucking CGI. It, man. Like it's almost laughable, and I think it's like a cheap move too. It's like they were trying to like prey on you, like. Um, being scared for the baby it's like you're already you don't need the cgi baby to do that you already get the premise of the movie i don't know andrew's shaking his head what do you think oh it's just there's some <laughs> stuff with some fire that happens late in that movie and the cgi oh, when that, that happens terrible. i was laughing my butt off when this was happening oh my god that looked bad when she like when she's smoking oh, and yeah, she and fires she the, the... oh my god that looked really bad dude and it, it, even they could like... have done a real effect with that couldn't they yeah, you gotta think so, man. Like I looked up the budget of this, and it was like two and a half million dollars. It was oh, made cool. very cheaply. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into the plot. So I'll let uh, let's let Andrew start on the plot. Yep. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The movie starts with the aforementioned CGI baby, and you hear <laughs> you you hear a man's what I thought it was a man's voice. It was the father, it's a right? Woman. I'll be honest, I was so confused. I was confused by this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a deep woman's voice to me. So, was this the woman's baby? La Femme's baby? It was La Femme's baby. The voice you hear at the beginning is La Femme talking, but you don't know that till the end. I was so thrown off by that. Well, Rose and I were thrown off. We were watching it. We were like, okay, so who's the dad? Because she mentions, like, that her boss was the father, I thought. No. No, so here, I'll help you guys. (laughs) So there, I was like, show me blood. So there are three people involved in this car accident, right? Yes. There's uh-huh. um, Sarah, who is the pregnant woman, the the victim, if you will, mm-hmm. and her husband. And then in the other car, you don't know this until the end, but in the other right, car was well, La Femme. Yeah, yeah for sure. is La Femme, La Femme, right? You find that out later, um, but you find out that La Femme was pregnant at the same time, but more pregnant than Sarah was at the time, and. Sarah was told there were no survivors because her husband died. It was her husband's baby. She loved mm-hmm. her husband. They show a scene of like her having a like a flash of like 
wishing he was there with her, that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so no, it's her her baby is her like husband's baby. I think that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but her husband dies. She survives. Baby survives. And then, but La Femme survives, but her baby dies in the accident. Okay. And Saul's like, she's banging her boss. And like, is it no. really his baby? Or <laughs> No, it's, she's not banging her boss, off, but man. the people think that she should, cause they think she needs a man. Cause like, there's a lot of misogyny in her. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like, they tell her all the time, like, you must be eating. Like you're eating, you're eating. And it's like, shut up. Like <laughs> When that police officer yeah. said, what says, asks her where her husband is. And she's like, Oh, he's not here. And it's like, Oh, some guys can't handle it or something like that. Oh, just another man who like, who just leaves you. It's like, no bitch. Like <laughs> you don't know. Like, anyway, but yeah, that's the, that's the plot. And in the beginning you hear a voice and you, there's nothing connecting it. There's no, you just hear it, a voice, a voiceover. And mm-hmm. it's, it turns out it's La Femme saying like, I have my baby now. No one can take my baby from me. And clearly her baby is taken from her in this car accident, which she clearly blames Sarah for. She knows Sarah is pregnant. It's probably easy to find that out with public record and everything. And mm-hmm. so she's after Sarah's baby. She doesn't give a shit about Sarah. As far as I can tell, she just wants that baby. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think part, maybe part of this, like an issue with the plot for me is that it's not clear, clear to me, or maybe I'm just missing something. La Femme, clearly she wants the baby. But there's a lot of torturing that happens. And I'm wondering if all these people didn't enter the picture, if she just would have cut the baby out of Sarah and like booked it. I think that's what she was planning on. Or did she want to torture her like this? I don't think she did. I think it was like all the fight back. I think she was relishing what she was doing a bit, whether out of vindictiveness or not. I can't really say. We don't, we don't know too much about this woman in all honesty. Mm -hmm. I think, I think she was planning on, removing that baby from its mother and getting out of there as quickly as she possibly could. Mm-hmm. So we were going to have you talk about the plot and stuff, but we kind of like, got, yeah, that's fine. We kind of got hung up on the uh, dad who was the dad. And I still want to paternity okay. test, but anyway. right, you are the father. Yeah. Right. Tell me, Andrew, what you think of this, the plot of this thing. Um, it's fairly straightforward. Um, we follow along with her for the next like 15 or so minutes. We meet the people in her orbit, a couple of significant characters. One is her mother mm-hmm. named... She called her Louise. I Louise? Mm-hmm. Calling her mother by her first name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, who is kind of just... They're pretty congenial with one another. Um, walking out of the hospital, asking about the situation with the aforementioned boss. Like, hey, are you guys... No, mom, we are not. Mm-hmm. Um the protagonist sarah she's just kind of out of it still um the other connection i wanted that the movie made to another because this reminded me of two movies Mm -hmm. one being the strangers i already mentioned that the grieving mother stuff reminded me very the first the opening bits of this movie very much reminded me of the opening of the babadook okay yeah good call that's a good call it's Almost identical situations, the mm-hmm. mo- car accident, grieving mother. I think of what I want to say. Except in the Baba Duck, I would be trying to kill the kid. Like, I would be the yeah, one. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that kid wasn't great in that movie, man. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you say about, like, uh, we were talking about New Nightmare, and you were like that dead-ass, dead-eyed-ass dead kid? kid. <laughs> no, that, that kid in the Baba Duck was anything but. He, that was a good little kid actor. He was just yeah. an irritating character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I think this touched pretty sensitively and did pretty well. 
kind of touching on maybe reluctant motherhood almost, which mm-hmm. I think I feel like some movies they're kind of leery of touching on that kind of thing sometimes because mm-hmm. you want to either you want to portray a mother as almost because you think of mothers in movies like when we're growing up we think of almost the saint like saint like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. caring mother or evil stepmother like those two like big archetypes mm-hmm. and that the older we get we learn that our parents aren't perfect and sometimes mm-hmm. not everyone is like super thrilled it's like if exactly, my husband yeah. died when i was only a few months pregnant yeah i probably wouldn't be too excited about having my baby because it emits grief and um mm-hmm. knowing i'm doing it alone and there's would be pro- hard and there's probably something to be said about that your child being almost like a symbol of that grief and just mm-hmm. a constant reminder that I mean, it's probably your kid's probably going to look a lot like your deceased husband. It's mm-hmm. going to keep reminding you of what you're both missing and everything that's going to make things even harder for you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's a boy for mm-hmm. anyone who missed that detail. I did not catch that. Yeah, her kid's going to be a boy. They mentioned, like, have you named him yet? It's a girl in the new movie. It is. <laughs> well, there you go. I do remember catching that. Cause they, <laughs> they, um, so she gets back home and talks with her mother about how her boss, I believe, is the going to be the one to drive her to the hospital next day. It's kind of relaxing at home. Trying, <laughs> I love this because I've taught myself how to do this, and it's a pain in the butt at first. We get this great moment where you see her trying to teach herself how to knit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just not doing well with it. I love the little the foreshadowing of when she's going to do this later. When she holds up what she's knitting, it looks through the giant hole where she's like obviously <laughs> dropped some stitches and is just looking through this hole in what she's knitting. And I thought that was so funny. It just reminded me of the same kind of stuff I've dealt with. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And all that stuff that I kind of talked about happens. Yes. Um, with yeah. the, the intruder, La Femme, entering the picture. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, Andrew? After the cops leave and we see her kind of, oh, we need to mention that she has a cat, by the way. That's like her only company at home right now because that's going to come into play later in the movie. It is one of the things I least like about this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little cute black cat. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. I felt like that part could have been more graphic, though. Shut up, buddy. (laughs) It was bad enough. (laughs) After she cut... Like, the cops leave. They tell her that they're going to shut her in. They're going to check back in on her later. So, plot point that they're going to, drop, they're going to be back later. Mm-hmm. Goes to bed. We see, out of the shadows, comes La Femme. See her kind of... And again, this is just one of my biggest fears. Someone standing Ugh. over me and being in my space when mm-hmm. I'm not aware of it. It's one of the creepiest things I could possibly While imagine. While you're sleeping. It's mm-hmm. just like, fucking, they're standing there. And that's my thing, is like... <laughs> I don't know how you could be such a sound sleeper that you wouldn't feel someone pulling up your um, your shirt over your big pregnant belly, which you don't sleep on your back anyway when you're that pregnant. It's dangerous. But anyway, like, I would wake up. Mm-hmm. I, was going to, I was going to bring that up. because and she, like, I, runs the scissors up her belly, oh. and she doesn't wake up. Because I didn't know. I'm like, is this me being a light sleeper? If someone walks outside of my bedroom... And I hear the footsteps like in the hallway outside oh, my bedroom. It me wakes too. me up. I don't know if yeah. that me, it's, that's me being a light sleeper or. That was one of the most fucked up, like the queasy, like one of the scenes. I very little that. makes me queasy, but her sticking the scissors in her belly button mm-hmm. was like. Ooh. I felt like that. it just tensed me. That up. was like that movie that where you talk about the needle in the eye. Which one is that? Is that Audition? Uh, yeah. Audition. There's a lot of. It was one gouges. that made one of your lists. 
maybe an Italian. Is movie. it that Italian zombie? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I haven't yeah, seen City it. of the Living Dead <laughs> and uh, uh, Zombie Two. Yeah. Mm. There's the the slit eye and Uncian <laughs> Andalou. Yeah, anything with the eye too makes me like. Ugh. As we're just digressing into eye trauma. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean, essentially, yeah, like. Andrew gets to like that's when really the action starts to happen. For sure. So the the scissors go into the belly. Sarah wakes up. Boom! She starts to fight back, and then it's this like never ending onslaught of like blood and gore and murder. And something that I think bears a little bit of discussion: mm-hmm. the choice of the choice to use scissors as your main implement here and as your weapon here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this woman trained with these things or what she was doing. At one point, she throws this pair of scissors like a ch- like a throwing star and embeds it in the wall next to Sarah, her the well, protagonist. Yeah, that seems like lucky, lucky. But they are knitting scissors for anyone wanting to I know. Not they are super fucking sharp. Yeah. Too. So like, yeah, they're knitting scissors. I think that's the connection. Is like she was going to be a mom. She probably is like very. It's just like symbolic. Of, and I was thinking about the symbolism of that. Too, yeah. yeah, and. When I was thinking about the symbolism of it, of it, I'm like, oh, there was another recent horror movie where there were villains using scissors. Us. Yep. Us last year. And I'm, I kind of dug into that. I'm like, did Jordan Peele have anything to say about that when he was doing that? And kind of read an interview with him. And he said something about he liked scissors being seen as a symbol of unity almost. Because mm-hmm. it's two separate pieces that have to work together to pivot off of one another to do what they're doing. But also a symbol of like of separation. That's what scissors do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, that kind of fits into what they're doing here. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the us, and when you need to cut a cord from a baby, that was <laughs> yeah. the other, yes, exactly. Well, and then us in general, like she was making one of those one. I, I don't even know what they're called, but in us, she's like making cuts, and then she pulls it apart, and it's mm-hmm. like a bunch of people holding hands. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. we got to cover that one, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people have seen it. Is the yeah, thing. we're bringing up so many. What was the. Uh, like, what's okay. the big difference between this and the... You said you watched, like, the American one from 2016. What yes. was, like, the big... Because you said they changed, like, a... Because I'll be honest, like, every time they bring something... And this is, like, true with, like, the the Ring U and all that other stuff. Like, and Let the Right One In was pretty good. Like, the American adapt, adaptation was pretty good. I liked Let Me In. it still wasn't, like, the original stuff. But what was, like, the main difference? Um... For you, because you said the there, ending there's was a, a there's lot a very different. big difference plot wise, including mm-hmm. the end of it. One thing they do stylistically that I loved mm-hmm. that they added to that, they made Sarah deaf. She has Ooh. a hearing aid throughout the movie, and she's messing with it constantly and missing things because she doesn't hear things happening around her while she's something like her ears are ringing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Other little things, um, she has a dog instead of a cat. The dog's name is, is the dog's name is Excalibur. I mm-hmm. love that. And one th- another thing, they do away with the, are you kind of sleeping with your boss? Mm-hmm. The boss in the new movie is gay. You mm-hmm. meet his partner as well. <laughs> You're like, they're like, let's just fix that right now. Yeah. We were confused too. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I think it gave you a sense that like he has the hots for her and that's why he wants to be so I'm helpful. telling you, that's kind of the vibe that I got. Like yeah. was that yeah. he was kind of like hanging around yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Are we going to talk? Do we want to go forward to the ending, or we want to wait until we talk yeah. about the ending? Yeah, of the yeah let's get into no, it. Jump right in. The ending of the American remake, whereas I will just say that it ends with Sarah surviving and the woman being the one to die. Okay, so like, completely. Happy, I know. Happy American <laughs> ending. Got to make this American apple pie happy. American as, happy as hell, you know, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And 
they end up in a neighbor's pool. There's a pool cover. And I do like this moment where the pool, first of all, the pool cover is sustaining the weight of both of them and not sliding into the pool, which I thought was funny. And <laughs> the woman's kind of standing over her about to stab her with the like magic death scissors. And mm-hmm. right before she says something, I forget what the exact thing is, but she slices into the pool cover. They both sink down into the water. And then it's like one of those when someone goes under ice and they're both trying to mm-hmm. get up underneath it. The woman sees that Sarah is about to die. And the woman actually plays the hero and sacrifices herself, swims down to the bottom where she dropped the scissors, slices the pool cover, helps Sarah out, but ends up drowning. Mm-hmm. And I will say that sounds consistent with this movie, too, though, because ultimately both of these women want that baby to survive. By the way, they just they they just don't agree on who should right. be the <laughs> Since we're getting into the ending like of this one, so the lady gets burned, as we said, like the CGI was like terrible, but she's really burned. And then that fucking guy that she stuck the scissors in his head, like what was all that about? Because he seemed like he possessed. Came up I was like, like a zombie, but I guess if he got stabbed in the head, it could have affected his brain's ability to <laughs> yeah. see who he was attacking, right. and he could have just been defending himself. Something or... I was confused by was that the first cop that the femme attacked or was that the third cop it was the cop th- that was attached to the the, the uh the so it was the it was the third one it was the third one yeah. okay yeah because i it looked like his eyes were gone i thought it was because didn't she stab the first one in his eyes his i i don't it didn't look like his eyes were gone to me it looked like they were just like bloody oh i was confused bloody by behind that, but... them but i, I see they wrong. looked like they gone to, they were gone to me and that's why i was like Maybe okay. they were. Maybe and maybe that's why he attacked her. Because I didn't remember known. that part. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a, yeah, that was weird. That was a weird. Part but of the it. woman saves her in that instance too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, for sure. But it, yeah, that's funny that the American version has like almost like the the not that that's even a happy ending, but it's like the happier yeah. ending. Whereas this, she ends up on the stairs. You know, opened up and yeah. the woman's rocking the baby. Is there anything other than the CGI fetus you guys would change about, like, kind of the plot or some of the choices they made? Something that the remake does that I, first of all, I didn't like that. I didn't like the change ending. That's the main reason. That's my big beef with that movie. Mm-hmm. They also, they very much, it's the American remake or the remake, I should say, is it's very violent still. It's, we're talking quarter of what it was before. It's, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. and it's like barely it's barely r-rated they emit what i think we i'm surprised we haven't uh talked about this the dream sequence that's in the first movie where okay. sarah is puking up i look like milk to me and then the, the baby does like the chest burster thing out of her so, mouth uh it could have been milk but i think it's more likely that it was meant to represent like breaking of the water because it is okay. like kind of a, it's not just clear water like it's not what comes out of you gotcha. so that's i think what that was meant to gotcha. be gotcha she she burst the baby out of her mouth in her dream. I thought it was nasty. milk. It, it looked white to me. I, I've never seen a baby born. I didn't. I didn't take child development. In high school, so. It's okay. You're not expected to know what that looks yeah. like. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we skipped like a big. We skipped like the whole the, fun, the whole fun middle part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's like. Do you want to get into like the gory kill scenes For and sure. um, talk about some of our highlights? For sure. So let's give. Let's start with Kate. And we'll give like our favorite scenes and some of like our favorite gory scenes and oh, stuff. Start with me, of the gore. So yeah, the the section that we're talking about There's is so much to basically from. woman versus everybody that comes in the cop uh, into the house. I mean, not so yet. we've reached the point where she's aware that <laughs> La Femme is in the house. She 
uh, does my favorite thing that you ever do to a horror movie villain hits her upside the head with a lamp yeah. <laughs> and get, gets away from her and locks herself behind the sturdiest bathroom door I've ever seen in my life. Well, in France, they have those big wooden doors, you know, they don't have these flimsy doors like we have in our new builds. Like I but... could, like I could with one kick knock down my bathroom door. It's so flimsy. Yeah. <laughs> so the, this is a big sturdy wooden door, right? It has a deadbolt on it. And a de- yeah. yeah. Which is interesting, but maybe that's a thing in France. I don't know. But right, so she's bar- Sarah has barricaded herself in the in the bathroom, and a series of people waltz into this house. Sarah doesn't make a fucking peep, which is what bothers me the most. Is like mm-hmm. nobody yells out, nobody says, "Don't turn your back on her. She's really dangerous. She's really like." They never say anything. They don't warn each other. They just like quietly creep around and say, um, "So, um, uh, and I'm just like fucking yell." You asked. But I guess one that's a, maybe things. that's a culture difference, but. I don't Americans think, see, would be I don't fucking so. yelling, I think. The scene where her mom is coming up the stairs and she doesn't know that that's her mom. If I thought that that woman was coming back up toward the bathroom to me, I would be screaming, get the fuck away from her. I would be screaming at her the entire yeah. time. Well, I, I get that scene, though, because she wants to ambush her and stab her, right? That makes sense. But... Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't the mom be like, Sarah, Sarah, and you would recognize your mom's voice. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it's mom. Like, it's it's Louise. Like, why wasn't mom yelling her name while she was going up the stairs? Right. Right. Again, these people don't yell. Like, she doesn't tell the cops. Like, a bunch of cops come through the house and inevitably all meet their demise because apparently they're fucking terrible cops. Like, I don't know. Um, But... They all end up turning their back on uh, underestimating this woman. And I'm like, after the first couple cops get killed and my mom is dead and my friend is dead, like maybe Sarah, maybe you tell the third cop that happens to finally come in that like, hey, don't leave me here. Don't turn your back. We need to go together. Like, what is... Inside's got us all fired up. I I have a couple questions about the appearance of La Femme, and I wanted to see what you guys think about this. Is she hot? Yes. Uh, First, (laughs) when the boss comes into Sarah's home, finds La Femme, says, oh, hi, I'm her mother. Does she she look old enough to be Sarah's mom to you? Mm, I didn't think, that to me didn't really track. No, she's definitely older than Sarah. But Um, I don't, I guess she is wearing a weird, like, black renaissance outfit which is also mm-hmm. strange with a corset and whatnot that, that but... was the second thing i was going to mention i don't know i was going to say i don't know if she just like is coming to kill her after having gone to a renaissance fair because <laughs> i was in love with this like this corset thing that she's like black with the big sleeves so she can hide stuff the, in the hide t- murder weapons in and the uh-huh. ties up the back and everything yeah the uh-huh. corset thing i wonder if is a commentary on like it's just it's to show the dichotomy between sarah and la femme sarah is very pregnant and La Femme's not. She's mm-hmm. wearing a corset. She's... Anyway. Um, so you asked... <laughs> we, we keep getting off on tangents. Right. But you asked me what my favorite... This is good, though. No, this, this is natural. Yeah, this is good. Um, but you asked me what my favorite gory like, kill scene or whatever it was. And um, there's so many to choose from that I think I'd probably... The one that I re- will probably always remember the most is going to be the... Scissor this balls. Is, uh, the what? Scissor balls. The scissor balls? No, that didn't bother me. Um, no, the scissor, uh, the scissor in the belly button. We already talked about it, but that that Ooh. it wasn't a kill, but it was like a visceral scene to me, like that, and um, of course, getting the baby cut out of her at the end, which again would have been really. Uh, we can't. We don't need to get into the the 
how stupid that was. That like you work. wouldn't just like chop them up the middle and not accidentally hit that baby. Like that was pretty killer though. And it's unlike anyway. But that was brutal. Uh, Trav liked that back in the yeah, day. Yeah, that scene. Uh, I think <laughs> it it was cool to me because in that moment, Sarah's like, "The baby's coming. I think he's stuck." And they like they had a moment there where they're like, "We this baby needs to survive. I don't mm-hmm. care what happens, but the baby needs to survive." And they almost work together. Well, Sarah was, lets her chop her open to get that baby out. That was one of the most unique things I, I liked about this movie is that. The woman is not outright just trying to kill her, which is different from like a lot of these home invasion, like kind of thriller horror movies. Yeah. Because it's like she wants her to be like, she wants to maybe like cut her around and throw her around a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) She wants the healthy delivery of this baby also. Mm -hmm. Like that's her number one. Like number two would be like, I I think like torturing her. Torturing. You know, throw her around a little bit. And now you have me thinking about earlier, because you guys were talking about earlier, whether Mm -hmm. we thought she wanted to torture her. Mm -hmm. Because we find out, because Sarah, an important plot thing that we skipped over, Mm -hmm. I feel bad for (laughs) not not remembering this. She develops pictures that she's been taking of herself and sees La Femme in the background Mm -hmm. of all of these pictures of herself. Mm -hmm. So she knows that this woman has been stalking her for bare minimum a few months, if not until, if not right after the accident Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now that i'm thinking about this if la femme has been following her this entire time probably watching her probably seeing how she's acting probably sees that she maybe she might not be the most ready for to have this baby and everything why isn't this lady just coming to her and asking to adopt this baby that's legit sarah's still gonna want that she's she's going through the loss of her husband she's yeah. gonna seem catatonic and out of it and not enthused but like things happen when you have a baby to your hormones yeah. that make you and and you're in, in, it just makes you insanely in love like mm-hmm. a lot of women some women it doesn't happen and you get like postpartum depression like whatever um those things happen too but i would say probably the majority of women like as sad as she seems while she's like, post-accident and yeah. still pregnant like, I think La Femme probably knows, like, sh- she's not going to give me that baby, you know? Yeah. You she's know not going to put that baby up for adoption. You know what would have been pretty creepy and, like, a little, like, kind of a difference in style than this movie, whereas, like, La Femme shows up and just goes balls to the wall, like, killing everybody and stuff. If La Femme, like, befriended her and kind of, like, infiltrated her life as well, and, and then of, was like, surprise, bitch, I'm taking Well, and she's doing, like, little <laughs> stuff to her, maybe, like, throughout the whole movie. And then it's revealed that she's the one that they got in a car wreck with and, like, takes the baby. Like, I don't know. I think that could be pretty cool, too. Yeah, snatch it from the hospital. Oh, you're <laughs> That's making actually me, really hard to do. Never mind. You're making me think of the hand that rocks the cradle. Okay, no. so that was a movie. Yes, yes. So that I was like, I know there's a movie fucking back in the day like that. But, yeah. No, for sure. Like she, they could have had Sarah put out a, like an ad for a nanny, like because she needs to be able to. Maybe she has to travel Ooh. for her photography work or something like that. <laughs> We're rewriting inside here. There we well, go. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like there had. You're probably right. There had to have been some kind of motive beyond just getting the baby for La Femme. Like she wanted to inflict some pain on Sarah because Sarah inflicted probably some of the worst pain that La Femme would ever experience, which is mm-hmm. losing your almost full term baby mm-hmm. in a car accident. But. So before. Before you say, like, 
the scenes that kind of made you squeamish and I stuff. I already told you. Okay. So we'll, <laughs> before we get Andrews, yeah. I kind of want to uh, touch on, like, um, you guys were talking about, like, what movie didn't work for you. And one of the things that I thought did not work was the superhumanness of her. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, she is too good. Like, and Andrew brought it up earlier, but I was like, she's too good with those scissors and shit. Like, I understand taking down a few people, but taking down, like, him on the stairs and, like, mm-hmm. other dude in the head with the scissors. And, like, she just took down a bunch of people. And it's like, like cops. Like, come on. Right. Sooner I'm... or later, you're going to stab one of them in the knee and then they're going to react and grab your arm and take the scissors away. Like, even though he has a fucked up knee, he's still going to react. He's not going to yeah. just gonna be like, Ugh. those were really inept cops. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to kind of suspend a little bit of disbelief oh, for sure. and, um, with her like strength and every, and her <laughs> yeah. like resiliency. She is an angry woman, but she's, yeah, she's got nothing to lose. Absolutely. Uh, so what I love that they did to like kind of humanize her a bit and make her seem not so infallible is that we got all of these great scenes where she kind of loses it and is just slamming the wall and stuff like Kylo Ren just like throwing these giant tantrums just like breaking stuff because she's so furious because she can't get at Sarah. Her outfit was Kylo Ren-esque as well. Yeah, it was very. <laughs> anyway, give us some uh, give, what scenes made you squeamish mm-hmm. in this movie? Oh, me? Yeah. Are we ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Because to answer your first question though, by the way, my favorite kill probably the um the boss guy mainly because i when he was coming up the stairs Ooh. i kind of expected the the good old achilles tendon slice with yes. those with those scissors i'm like they're just gonna go for that and it came through the back of the knee i'm like all right Ooh. i kind of like that and then i mean travis and i know okay just <laughs> trauma trauma to that area it's, it's it's just not great but uh but that again that's for everyone though because i from what I hear, it's, it hurts just as bad for other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the scissors to the balls, I made a note. Like scissor balls. Didn't bother me. It was like, oh. <laughs> of course, okay. you men are like, scissors uh, my, to the balls. Yes, my least, that's not the part of the movie that even bothered me the most, yeah. though, because let's get to it. Yeah. Because I love horror movies. I love gory. I love gore. I can watch most things and not be super bothered by it. I am so put off by violence toward animals in movies. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. There are movies that the big one that I can mention off the top of my head. I love American Psycho. It's one of my probably top 10 horror movies. Fantastic movie. I've only seen it once. I can never watch that movie again. Yeah. Because I can't watch him stomp on that dog again. Because it, bro- oh, it broke dude. my heart when he did that. Yeah. And toward the middle of this movie... LaFemme is kind of, she's finished throwing one of her tantrums. She's upset and kind of sitting on the floor. And up walks this sweet little cat wanting to investigate who this new lady is, maybe make a new friend. And she kind of just picks the cat up and kind of has a hand around its neck. And I'm just like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. I'm like, she's not doing it automatically. She's just petting it. She's not going to do it. And she breaks this poor cat's neck. And I was so, I almost turned the movie off and didn't finish it. I was so mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which tells you there's like, there's something else going on with LaFemme than just like wanting a baby. Because she's like, that cat's not going to stop you from doing anything you want to do. Yeah, and the cat and had She kills it for no reason, like, really, other than some kind of sick pleasure knowing that. It's just another thing that Sarah loves that she's going to take away. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
Yeah, that scene got that scene got me too. But there's something there's a difference between a cat and a dog. A dog, like they would have had, she would have had to kill that dog way sooner because that dog would be in the business. It would recognize Psycho, and cats are just like Psycho, whatever. Let me come get pets. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> she, the cat's like I'm allergic to psycho. That, that that is a key difference. That is another big difference. Uh, you, she offs that dog before we even see her. The kind of oh, you, yeah. you, hear, you hear some noises from down. It, it's also not a very big. It's like a medium sized dog. Yeah. Dog hears some noises. Go downstairs. You hear kind of a yelp, and you don't see that dog again. Yeah. Dog's mm-hmm. alarm. Cat's oh, alarm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we kind of touched on some of my scenes that like made me squeamish, but it was the belly button. The scissors to the balls and that back of the knee, man, is like that is was almost more painful than than the scissors to the balls, like in a way, because it's just like that. You know that shit has to have happened to somebody before, like the oh, scissors yeah. to the back of the fucking knee. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it comes through the front. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Again, she has to have been like working on her arms because she's coming up from a downward angle <laughs> yeah. and is like going upwards against the back of the, she had to have put some oomph behind that. I'm like, you go sis. I was here for yeah, it. I have, yeah. She's got some superhuman strength for sure. Um, there's guns enter the picture when the cops come around. Right. And there's quite a few like gun kills, like shoot mm-hmm. shootings. Um, what was that big fucking thing that they had? That, it was like, shotgun. I think it was a riot gun. It, okay. where it, they might shoot like, is it, it's not, is it, Scully. Is it like bean bags that they shoot? Probably. Like Probably. things like that. Mm-hmm. See, I like another, busted out another scene <laughs> that I think, like, so other than like a lot of um, kills with the the scissors and the knitting needles and the all these things happen um, and guns and whatnot, but this this the kill that also kind of got me a little bit because it's like, oh, that kid didn't do anything. He was probably, you know, is the kid. So there's uh, the third cop stays back in the in the police car with um a kid they arrested from a riot or a looter mm-hmm. or whatever he was up to that it's unclear i, I don't wasn't paying attention enough for that <laughs> he but, said molotov cocktails are not my style yeah right <laughs> he's just this innocent kid honestly just probably being out when he shouldn't be out uh-huh. and he ends up the instead of the cop leaving him out like this cop like knows her here's shots fired. Right. And he runs in instead of just being like, okay, you're not that serious of an offender. I'm going to leave you in the car, escape, whatever. I got bigger fish to fry. He like ties this kid to him, <laughs> takes him in to this very dangerous situation. And that poor kid gets scissors to his Ooh. frontal lobe yep. and is with it enough to pull the scissors out of his head. And then he gets stabbed or something again i don't know but that one was pretty rough to watch because it's like oh man <laughs> poor kid he just wanted to go out with his friends man yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to loot for sure so andrew <laughs> is there anything in your notes that we did not get to so we kind of alluded to and i've like just one of my big ever i've watched this twice now mm-hmm. one of my big takeaways and just with the violence in this movie the belly trauma in this movie is mm-hmm nuts to me not just her getting jabbed in the belly the amount of time she gets kicked hit i think he he went around exactly what's he hit her with at the end of the movie what the fuck is he hitting her with did what it wasn't like a he had a night he had one of the sticks that a cop had and he just like whacks her across the stomach i'm like i'm like that was like making my blood go cold like it was really bothering me with how much they were hitting this poor pregnant woman in the stomach yeah um but i do i will say it's like a lot of horrible things happen to women and they and their babies are still okay um they're 
pretty protected in there. But, and she, like, it's clear she's going to have this baby. Like, her water breaks way before that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, she's going to have this baby no matter what. And so, it's, other than being stabbed or accidentally cut wrong and that kind of thing, like, the baby will be f- probably fine getting out of her. I don't know. I, I, chances are that baby would have, like, gone into, like, heart distress like would have gone in distress and died before all this that was able to happen something i was again i feel bad that we've completely skipped over this one of the parts that most like made me i'm just like oh just thinking about it is not even like a person-on-person violent scene something that they leave from the remake is the scene where she has to trake herself Oh, yeah, that was dumb. Dude, yeah. I don't like that. It wasn't. It was an excuse for some extra blood. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then she covers it with duct tape. <laughs> it's like you. So you tricked yourself, and then you covered it up, like so you can't actually breathe. Like what? what, what the Why f- did? Was she choking? What was she choking on? Blood. I, well, I made no I sense to me. Yeah. Oh, it's possible they hit her wrong in in her throat or or I collapsed her trachea or something, but. That was just like... And why did she know how to do that? <laughs> that was just like a brutal... Let's throw this other brutal scene in there. We need some more blood. Yeah, or maybe she was choking on blood and couldn't get it out for whatever reason. And so she let it come out that way. I don't know. And then right after that is when... I love that scene where they're kind of face off with one another. And Sarah, to try to keep this woman away from her, does the last thing that she can think of. Which is hold a blade to her own belly and... Mm-hmm pretend like she's going to hurt this child and i kind of love when she takes the toaster like the cord of the toaster and like and just wings her upside the head with it (laughs) and after that is the aforementioned horrible cgi like the the femme lights a cigarette as she does all throughout this movie Uh makes that look really cool and then just sarah has a can of some sort of spray handy and proceeds to spray her in a horrible cloud of cgi fire scorches off half of this woman's face yeah i actually think yeah. like see some of those scenes like kind of hold it back to me like um let's go ahead and give her go around and give our like ratings on the movie okay katie go ahead in term okay so i do my ratings based on how entertained i was the whole time um and just a gut feeling so like take it for what you will um but i would say probably um three out of five okay and that's generous maybe like two and a half mm-hmm. 2.75 so the 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 gore doesn't bother me i like a good like gory bloody film that's like shocking um i don't mind that i what i didn't like was that at a certain point amidst all the killing and the running around and beating and stabbing and whatever i was like get the fuck on with it (laughs) you know and so i just i reached my limit i'm like okay i see you're just gonna shock me shock me but i'm not shocked anymore you've done a little too much Mm -hmm. um i'm not enjoying it anymore so that's kind of what got me um is you and it's just a personal preference like some people are like i don't need a fancy plot it's i give me something straightforward and then just give me the shit that looks cool Mm -hmm. and i understand that but i'm not that way i like a little deeper plot i like a little deeper meaning and a little more background and that kind of stuff for sure that's just personal andrew Uh, i'm gonna letter grade it it's 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 a mid high b for me probably i do think that there are things that I understand why we didn't get background on Sarah or LaFemme. There are questions that I have about both of them, the abilities and the strengths that they have and how they came by these things. 
that kind of leave that kind of knocks it down for me. And then the pointless animal cruelty, which I didn't again, I didn't care <laughs> oh, for. Oh, that really got you. It is. I don't like it. <laughs> Some people don't fucking like that shit though. Like uh-huh. never watch, and I'm gonna just tell you this right away. Like never watch Cannibal Holocaust. I was gonna say because that's the other. I I hear about that poor turtle in that movie. I don't need to ever see yeah, that movie. And like, there's a at the beginning of the movie. Luckily. Because there's a lot of animal killings in that movie. Oh, no thanks. Because they filmed it with, like, an actual tribe and stuff. Um, and they, like, basically filmed them getting their dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ba- but it's, like, real animals getting killed and shit. But you can watch it without the animal killings. Like, at the beginning, they give you an option. Which I actually, like, appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually appreciate Because I'm like, I don't need to see a turtle. Andrew's getting... making this face like, well, maybe Yeah, he's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I can't wait to miss it. <laughs> But anyway, sorry to interrupt your, yeah. your rating. Um, but other, I mean, I still liked it because while I would like some inform, some background information, I also think that there, I can see the point of kind of a lean, no fat on it, just straightforward mm-hmm. story, which I think this kind of was. Mm-hmm. We find out a little bit about the people in her orbit, which kind of amounted to bodies for LFM to... Yeah, kill. they were bodies. Yeah. Like, we need a warm yeah. body for her to stab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe there's a little bit more they could have explained, but I was most I enjoyed myself. Like I said, I've I've seen it a couple of times, and I really liked it after having watched it twice. It's a it's a lot better than the remake, which just feels kind. Of, that one's like a low C high D. Just I mm-hmm. did not care for it. They just it felt kind of neutered compared to this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. All right. So I'm going to go like three to three and a half out of five. Like, I really think this movie does still hold up as, uh, except for a few scenes. Like I said that, you know, it was made in 07, 06, 07. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some stuff just isn't like quite where, where it is now. And I think that's one of the benefits of practical over CGI, but not to get on that soapbox again. But, (laughs) um, I thought most of the stuff did hold up though in this one. Like, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. The, uh, the second time seeing it, you know, cause like I said, the first time seeing it, I saw it right when it was coming out and stuff, but I really enjoyed it, man. Um, I think they could have done a little bit of things better. Like, but uh, like, as Andrew said, I enjoy like the leanness to it. And like this movie could have, they could have stretched this thing out to be like over two hours and shit. And some people would have. And I'm like, I, I under, I love that it's like 90 minutes and mm-hmm. it's like, just ninety fucking minutes of movie, I and let's move on. Minutes. I was really <laughs> struck by that, like how sh- how it's a short movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it yeah, it's a very short movie, but yeah, like fucking... it feels longer when you get at a certain point to me. But for sure, whatever. Yeah, for sure. I I still would recommend like if you want to be the kind of like budding horror fan. Like, I'm becoming, like, I was expecting at some point y'all would make me watch something like this brutal and, like, mm. disgusting and shocking. And I hadn't really seen anything like this before. So, I guess if you're going to watch one, like, mm. this was a pretty good one. You guys have to do high tension now, Trevor. Oh, yeah. High, ten- yeah, high tension's <laughs> like a must now. But, and, and Andrew and I threw out a lot of, and Katie, we threw out, like, a lot of movies, too, uh, discussing this movie. Like we were, I know we were going on tangents and stuff, but it, that's like the funness of it though. It's like, you know, we, we brought up the strangers and show, oh, that shit was, you know, a lot like the strangers and stuff. 
you know, we brought up high tension, all this other stuff, black sheep and you know, <laughs> shit like that. But yeah, check those out too. Cause like it, this movement is like pretty cool. And you know, horror in general from out of the States during that time was giving us some cool stuff, whether it's the del Toro stuff or like anything like that, like devil's backbone, you know, shit like that, man. It's all cool. Yeah. This is also the kind of movie where like, there's no question what genre this belongs to. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are some movies we've watched that where it's like, well, is it a thriller? Is it like this? Angel is it Heart, that? Like, stuff yeah. Like that, and know? it's unclear what, like, whether it's solidly a horror movie, but this is like hundred percent. Speaking of John, speaking of genre, if maybe this bears mentioning of this, like this movement, the new French extremity extremity as mm-hmm. I, um it was it's very well known for horror but it's i feel like it's mostly just transgressive acts overall because there are other movies that kind of fall under this umbrella Mm -hmm. and that are very much not horror movies but they're very explicit in other ways Mm -hmm. um there's a really good director this is me giving my own recommendation no for sure there's a really good director my uncle put me onto this guy, his name, and I had to look up the, the pronunciation of his name is Gaspar Noé. Mm-hmm. And he's done like the big ones that I think people will know about him. He did a movie called enter the void, mm-hmm. which is kind of a trippy psychedelic. This guy has goes to bed and has kind of an out of body experience, goes into different people's minds all around like the city around him. Mm-hmm. And the other movie that I can never bring myself to watch is a movie called irreversible. Mm-hmm heard of this at all yeah I, I believe so i believe that was uh if i'm not I'm, mistaken i think that was released under dimension extreme too but i could be wrong about that which is another one that i i'll never be able to bring myself to watch that i think just mm-hmm. because of that's my other big thing i'm puzzled but you don't have um, to tell me why <laughs> there, it's just rape, rape stuff in movies oh, mm-hmm. and it's very explicitly about revenge after that mm-hmm. and that's what I just wanted to. I think that bears repeating because this new, sure. this new French extremity like kind of movement of movies, it encompasses horror, but it's not just horror. And I think for it's sure. really interesting. It's something like for people to look into because it's not just that. It like falls into like dramas and other things like that. I think are for really sure interesting. No, that's a, that's a good point, man. Thanks for bringing that. Because Katie, when Katie mentioned drama and every, uh, or drama, the mm-hmm. genre, the like kind of malleable genre of it mm-hmm. and everything. Or, well, not for inside, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for that sure. there are, it's like a lot of other genres that kind of fall under that umbrella that I think are really interesting and worth like looking into. For sure. But thank you for joining us, Andrew. You will be back, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, so as, as you guys know, I always do like a book recommendation. Not that it has, uh, the only thing that this has in common with inside is that it's brutal, but <laughs> this is another like Brian Keene book. I think I talked about one before on here but this is called the complex and it's uh for fans of garth ennis's crossed and the evil dead comes a new novel of savage terror there was no warning no chance to escape they came suddenly naked bloodthirsty sadistic they descended upon the pine village apartment complex relentlessly torturing and killing anyone they could find fearing for their lives the resident of the complex the residents of the complex must band together a young trans woman, a suicidal middle-aged writer, a lonely Vietnam vet, a newlywed couple, an elderly widow, a single mother and her son, two on-the-run criminals, and the serial killer known as The Exit. Eleven strangers, the only thing they have in common is the unstoppable horde that wants to kill them. If they, 
if they are to make it through the night, they must fight back. So that's a little, um, for sure. What were you going to say? Gilligan's Island, like roll, <laughs> roll call. The serial killer and then like a porter. Again, me mentioning other movies, it made oh, me think sure. of that John Cusack movie where they're all at the hotel and it's like they all find out the twist. They all find out they're different personalities and like a killer's head at the end of it or something. What movie was that? You know what I'm talking about though, right? I think so. That sounds up my alley. And, and I love Doc, a good... Uh, and Dr. Cox from Scrubs was in that. I love a good dissociative identity. Story. I'm going to have to look... What fucking movie is that? Anyway, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, Vacancy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With, that movie's creepy too. But as always, thank you for joining us. <laughs> we could go on for hours. Yeah. <laughs> call, me, call me King Tangent. <laughs> as always, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, you can find us on at Horrifying My Friends on Facebook and Instagram, at Horrifying MF on Twitter. And uh, you can hit up me and Kate on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think we're on all of them. Uh-huh. But uh, as always, email us at HorrifyingMyFriends. Um, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> uh, but as always, thank you for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.